This is the weekly sales meeting for January 22nd, 2023. My name is Chris Fleming. You can reach me at chris at cdmediaconsulting.com or go to our website at cdmediaconsulting.com. Today's topic, chaos for the sake of movement. Some strive for chaos. Some thrive in chaos. Others create it as a way to mask a lack of progress. In the chaos, there is no accountability. There is only more of the same. It is a method of deflection from the root cause. And there is always something or someone to blame. It provides a convenient scapegoat, but never the right scapegoat. For those who don't want progress, turmoil is the answer. Anarchy masks ineptitude. It covers a lack of understanding. It provides cover for the lack of discipline and lack of belief. It will continue as long as it is tolerated. It provides the backdrop for the white knight syndrome. For some, they want to be viewed as the savior. It is the hero or white knight syndrome. They keep their organization in a state of constant flux. Only they have the keys to solving the problem. Chaos can only be cured at the very top. Leadership needs to have a steady hand on the tiller as they guide the ship into port. It means focusing on a point on the horizon and making that the destination. Whether the seas get choppy or the wind shifts, the boat has a single port of call. That destination is arrived at by making every decision about the strategic goals. It requires adherence to the disciplines of good business and a belief in doing business for the long haul, not the short term. It is understanding decisions made for the convenience of today impact the long-range health of tomorrow, and not creating a state of constant flux as previously described. If true organizational health is on the line, a state of disorder is untenable. Changing directions every year or two puts the destination further and further out of reach. Set the course, stay the course, and get there sooner. I have made a career making order out of chaos. To the outside, untrained eye, it might look to be the opposite, as it always gets worse before it gets better. You have to break bad habits to make good habits. You cannot correct bad habits. They are habits. You have to break them. And breaking them is almost always messy. There is resistance. Sometimes that resistance is internal. For sure, it is uncomfortable. It produces a period of uncertainty. But most of that stems from a lack of discipline in the order. The operation is allowed to drift for the sake of convenience. The hierarchy is not invested in the plan, so it is easy for them to cut and run at the first sign of struggle. But anything worth doing is not easy. Any change of long-term bad habits is going to produce periods of non-productivity, but it is all on the way to breaking them. It is the short-term pain for long-term gain. For chaos to produce order, it has to be supported at all levels. It cannot be undercut. Rakesh Hanhanwala was an Indian billionaire. He was a business magnate, a stock trader, and an investor. He passed away in 2002. He claimed, growth comes from chaos, not order. While short-term thinking is convenient, it is a leading cause of chaos. It is only tacking the boat for the shifting winds and tides. It ignores the movements to deliver the ship to port, which will create the need for more movement. Growth comes from harnessing chaos and making order where there was none. This never happens when we are in a state of constant motion. Doing so without a plan, with no focus and no discipline. Movement with purpose is different from motion for the sake of movement. Let's not confuse one with the other. It is akin to the difference between strategy and tactics. If you only use tactical responses to situational challenges, it is sure to implode on you. You must start with strategy. And then all responses must be viewed through the lens of long-term strategy. Otherwise, you will get burned. 
Managing chaos requires a keen observation of what the root cause is. It means viewing it through a non-emotional lens before applying a strategic solution. Ellen Anderson Golson Glasgow was an American novelist. She won the Pulitzer Prize in 1942 for her novel, In This Our Life. In all, she published 20 novels, most to critical acclaim. She was also a prolific writer of short stories. She claimed all change is not growth, as all movement is not forward. Some will do that. They will try something for a period of time. And when it doesn't produce immediate returns, they will change direction. Even though they can see progress towards the end goal in the original plans, they cut and run. There are two choices. One is to create more of a timeline for justification, or two is a complete change to mask the lack of discipline. This way they show movement. Either way, it is a setback and a point of no return. This plan will blow up. Controlling chaos means we have to cut down on the extraneous movements. We spend too much energy thrashing about, rather than pursuing that point on the horizon set as a destination. Those that can navigate through the landmines to arrive at the final destination will be those that can manage the disjointed disorder. Napoleon Bonaparte wrote, The battlefield is a scene of constant chaos. The winner will be the one who controls that chaos, both his own and his enemies. He may have been more eloquent than I, but I am taller, so there. He didn't fare so well in avoiding and harnessing chaos either. Had he avoided external distractions, he might have succeeded in his goal, which was to have the whole of Europe speaking French. As it was, it became the official language of most monarchies on the European continent. Henry Valentine Miller was an American novelist. His book, The Tropic of Cancer, was banned in the United States. The reason was he broke the rules. He deviated from traditional norms. He pioneered a new class of novels. They were semi-autobiographical. These works blended a variety of styles. They included social criticism. There was some stream of consciousness and some character studies woven into these tales. He also used graphic language, sex, and mysticism. He claimed, chaos is the score upon which reality is written, but it is the harnessing of that chaos that moves us forward. If all we do is exist in chaos, we live in a state of constant turnover. When you see an organization in a state of constant flux, understand the problem is always at the top. The top brass is either inept or incapable of critical communication. Either way, steer clear. The opposite is also a critical condition. If a company is stagnant, the problem is in the same place. Top brass is complacent and prefers to look back rather than look forward. Mortis Cornelius Escher was one of the world's most famous graphic artists. In his native Netherlands, he made woodcuts, lithographs, and mesotints. Most were inspired by mathematics. For the majority of his adult life, his work got ignored. In fact, he didn't have his first real exhibit until the ripe old age of 70. He said, we adore chaos because we love to produce order. But once we achieve that order, we don't do anything to make sure we keep innovating to stay on top. If we get complacent, we get left behind. It is the challenge of any organization. The challenge is not to maintain quiet complacency, but to keep innovating as part of the greater operating strategy. Otherwise, we may wind up being the best in class no one knows about, not having a public display of our own work until we turn 70. Chaos does provide an opportunity for those that have the ability to read it, process it, and correct it. Sir David Mark Rylance Waters is a British actor, playwright, and theater director. He said chaos can be incredibly creative. And while it's creative, it cannot be the fuel that drives your company. Use it for what you can get from it, but don't let it hang around. 
Once you have created your order from the chaos, continue to innovate. Be at the forefront, not at the back of the line. Don't wait for someone else to pass you before you think you need to create new ideas. Stay at the forefront by always looking to improve on what you have done. If you created it, see how you can make it better. If you have made it better, see how you can make it even better. Don't stop making improvements to your product and your operations. You should not strive for stagnation. It leads to irrelevance. The converse is also true. If you strive for chaos, you will achieve it. It is attained with relative ease. And all that needs to be done is throw all the rules and disciplines out the window. Take the path of convenience. You will have your chaos in no time at all. It will arrive in the middle of the night. Destroy your plans in the blink of an eye. Don't let it be a constant so it looks like progress. I assure you it is not. It is chaos for the sake of movement and a dangerous path to navigate. My new book, You Can't Lead from the Back of the Room, Nor Should You, is now available on Audible as an audiobook download. If you like what you have heard here today, please consider downloading a copy or two. You can always give one to a friend. Go to cdmediaconsulting.com right now and follow the instructions to order.